Welcome to Love Talk. This is Love Talk for Everyday People with your host, Tracy J. Hines, Leslie Lee, and Terry Saleh. Hello, Leslie. Hello, Terry. How y'all doing? Hey, Tracy. Doing well. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Leslie. How is everybody? Great. How are you? Good. Everything well. is good. Anything new? Anything new to report this week? You guys, any, is anything exciting happening for you? Um, my week was hectic and work related, and I couldn't wait for the weekend. Like I lived for the weekend, and I ended up going to work on Saturday. That sucks. Thank God it was raining. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, that's a rule. I can't work on weekends ever, ever again. It's done. Weekends are for me. What about you, Terry? Anything new and exciting going on? Um, nothing much. I mean, the last time me and you were together, Tracy, we did a cute little testing menu of Mediterranean food. Um, we did another one the other night with all vegan food. So that was interesting. You know, just wanted to try something new. So, yeah, that's about it. Love to eat. Get out and eat. Yeah, we did okay. something today. Me and, <laughs> me and the girls went down to, there's a place near us called Wynwood, Florida, and it's just, it's all about art and creativity. So they have street art going on where there are people out there tagging walls. You know, in New York, you call it tagging a wall with your graffiti. Here in South Florida, they just call it street art, and you're allowed to do it. You have the guys and the girls on the street painting on the walls and murals and everything. So that was exciting. And then, you know, you go into an event and they give you free tequila and you get T-shirts. And it's just a nice way to kind of come together as a bunch of people. And lots of vendors are out and food trucks. So it was nice. Me and the girls had a good time. It was nice. Um, and last night, of course, food? I had... Say it again? Did you have some good food? Um, We didn't eat. I don't do food trucks because every time <laughs> I do, I usually get sick. And it just never agrees with me. So I just drank the tequila. And then we went out to an Italian restaurant near my house that was amazing. It's a, it, it was a gem. It was a hidden gem. I drive by this place every single day. And, you know, I've always wondered, what is, what is it? Is it real Italian food or is it going to be, you know, just regular? But it was authentic and it was delicious. So we had a good time. We had a good time. And uh, last night I had a nice little date again. And we went to a um, action park, but indoors. So there was um, race cars and bowling and pool. So we had a few drinks and we played pool and we talked. It was nice. It was a good weekend. Good weekend overall. So how does it feel to be out there, guy that we talked about? No, 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 Terry. No. Mm -mm. Okay. Leslie, it feels good dating. It's fun. It's interesting. I like meeting people, and I like talking to people, so I'm having a good time. You know, I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying it. You know, and, and I'm learning that's what we're no, – I think that's where people miss what dating means, is going out, meeting people, and, you know, learning who you like in a person and, and, and mixing it up. Relationships are something different. When you start, start it, to try to mix your dating life into your relationship life, that's where the problem comes. Yeah, it, it's definitely different. But I'm having fun. You know, right now I'm having fun. But this week I kind of wanted to tip into marriage. You know, um, I'm listening to 
what's going on in the world and social media, and I'm watching all these marriages that come together, and I'm hearing about Carmela and Lala and Janet and Wassam and David Schumer from Friends and his wife. All these people are breaking up. And then I listen to my man T.I. and Tiny, and they're breaking up. And um, I read something about T.I. He's talking, you know, marriage is a distraction. And I'm trying to let that resonate and try to understand what does that mean? Because in the very next statement, he's saying, you know, he's trying to move his family on to another level and rise up and, and, and bring them to the top. So then how can your family be, how can your marriage and your union be a distraction? I don't get it. I don't know. Did you girls hear about this? Yeah, I, I think I read it. something about it about a week ago. And if I remember correctly, he was saying that in order for him to do right by, it was difficult, number one, for him to do right by his wife. So he, you know, basically had a commitment issue. He wasn't. Um, interested in just being committed to one woman anymore. And I think also, you know, the comment you made earlier, in order for him to take things to the next level, I do think that some people think, especially men think that, you know, when they're trying to focus on their career or whatever it is they're trying to accomplish, they do feel like marriage is a distraction for them because they really want to focus on whatever it is, moving to that next level career. Um, so there's definitely people that can relate that marriage can be a distraction if you're, if that's not your focus at the time. I just want to chime in with there's different types of marriages. All those couples that you just named off, they have money. Okay. When you have money, you have the means to do whatever it is that you want to do. So what T.I. was saying, like Terry hinted to, is that it's a distraction because she doesn't want to be good anymore. I get that. The everyday person, the you and I people, we don't have that kind of money to jump in and out of a marriage. And we have to be strategic about our money because in most cases, our households are two-income households. And we've accustomed ourselves to living that lifestyle of a two-income household. This, this, this is two different worlds. Like what T.I. was saying to me, I think it's a bunch of bullshit. That's, mon- that's, that's his take on marriage based on his economic standing. When it comes down to the I, 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 everyday I people, when it comes to the everyday people, we look at things totally different. So for the person that doesn't want to be good anymore in their marriage, that's when infidelity comes in. That's when the sneaking around comes in because that whole idea of just leaving because I think it'd be better as if um, Gwyneth Paltrow said her and her husband were doing this conscious conscious uncoupling. You come up with all these catchy little phrases when you got money. When you don't have no money, you stay your behind in your marriage. I, I understand that. I definitely understand that. But somehow that that the life of the rich and famous trickles down into the life of the everyday people and some of their thought processes. So it is crazy. crazy. But I want to just go around even just trying to understand how a man who claims, now I read his article, who claims he is the matriarch of his family, and the only way that he can do better for his family is to leave his family. So I'm trying to, to have that make is sense. Is he leaving his family, family or is he leaving his wife? He's right. leaving his wife, 
And he's not going to be living with his children, and he's not going to be there with his children. He's going off to do whatever he does, you know, and I don't understand. I can't relate to I'm better as a friend, and I can't um, build as a team. You know, there's strength in numbers. So you're going to leave the woman you've been with and that you all have been building with for years to go out here and, and do something else? I, I, I don't know. For me, it just doesn't make sense. But again, like I you mean, said, Leslie, the comment is, you know, the comment is a little two-faced, but I do understand um, what he's saying. Not that I agree with it, but, you know, he's basically saying, you know what? I can't commit to being good anymore. I've decided rather than to look like the, the man that cheated on his wife, I'd rather be the man that, you know, decided to consciously uncouple using Gwyneth Paltrow's words. Also, well, you know, I thought men, tiny... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say there are a lot of men that do put off marriage because they do think marriage is going to be a distraction. So um, rich or poor or not, people do wait if they feel like they want to pursue their career. I don't know what he's got going on in his career. Maybe he thinks he's got some stuff going on that Tiny is going to slow him down. I don't no. know. I don't think so. I think what happened, and I saw Tiny's interview with Wendy Williams, and I, you know, I oh, can't yeah. speak for them uh-huh. because I'm not in their relationship. But right, right. But well, we can only talk to what we well, hear. Wait a minute. Wait, right. Wait a minute. Okay. So what Tiny was saying was. Whatever arrangement they had, whatever lifestyle they were living, it was all cool until the side chick decided she needed to get vocal. If you ain't the main chick, you need to shut up. You don't need to be doing no social media. You don't need to be talking to people. If you're the side chick, then you need to shut the hell up. And that's what the issue was. Apparently, you need to know your role. Somebody didn't know their role. And so when it started to hit the scene that this side chick was starting to be more vocal, that's when it started getting ugly. Now, will that, would that have ultimately caused the demise of their marriage? If she would have been quiet, I don't know. Maybe they would have went on with this for a little while longer. Because to me, it seemed like everything was the way it should have been until whoever this side chick was decided that she needed to be more present. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's I mean, there's side. always two sides, two sides to the story. Tiny sees it one way. Ti sees it totally different because he, you know, for for him, he just sees it as a distraction. I don't know if he ever mentions the side piece at all. Um, no, he didn't mention all it, of but it. He kept saying maybe mm-hmm. all of this a distraction. The wife, the side piece, all of that is a distraction for him. If a wife is a distraction, then the side pieces or side piece should be is a distraction as well. You know, if, if you if you're talking merely about the distraction issue in your marriage, then you should be doing your own thing solo so that you can build and build and make your family and bring your family to the top like he says he wants to do. You know, so I think it's bull. I think it's an excuse for him yeah. not to make better choices, you know? That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, he gets to have that out. I mean, if a woman was saying it, would we feel the same way? If Janet Jackson, for instance, decided, you know what, I'm leaving my billionaire husband 
because marriage is a distraction. Now I have my kid, and I just want to focus on my child. So marrying, being married to him is a distraction. I, think I don't know. I he was saying it in a sense that a distraction, I still go back on he's done with trying to be good. He's He knows that the spotlight is on him. When he walks through this world, everybody's looking at him not as an everyday man, you're T.I., we're looking at your every move, what are you doing, how are you doing it, and then if we think it's something that's questionable or something that the the, the media objects to, then we're going to blow it up. So then that, he can't even move through this life with, like, just having a casual conversation with somebody as opposed to being in a relationship with somebody. He can't move through this life without people in his business, and that's part of the business of being in show business. So therefore... Right. And he, I, and I, I can only imagine that, you know, the best thing to do, because now you're under the, the, the spotlight, the camera, your kids see it, they hear it, they know about stuff when they go to school before you even get a chance to have your own conversation about it. It's true. So therefore, it's true. to stop keeping it, to, to, to keep it from becoming more ugly, maybe this works for them. Because in that interview he did with Angie Martinez, he's like, me and Tiny still are cool. We still hang out. And they're probably right. friends with benefits, too. They probably do all of that. But when you Yeah, he did that, say that. That, that, that. When you move in that Hollywood setting, like, what really broke my heart, I could care less about Tiny and T.I., was Lala and Carmelo. I just knew yeah, that was, was in it to win it. I knew they yeah. were in it to win it. That's what That was me. tough. That was tough. That, marriage, you know, had, that marriage had distractions as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. all they all do. When you come in with money like that, they all do. And I don't even think it's just about money. I think marriages on the whole have distractions, and it's how strong is the person who's being distracted to make sure that things stay right. And and I look at these marriages that we're talking about now, Tiny and, 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 and Carmela and Lala and Janet and her man, they're shaping the way, and, and celebrities like them, they're shaping the way everyday people are looking at marriages and, and, and how marriages are. I don't see marriage as traditional as it used to be. I see people coming up with their own rules for marriage. You know, not the rules that were laid out many years ago as your traditional marriage. So the new marriage contract, for lack of a better word, is what I see happening out here. People are not doing marriage the way it's, it's, it's been done, you know. It's, it's just changing. It's just absolutely changing. Where it's going, I'm not too sure, but it seems to be changing. I mean, the, the, the marriage that my husband and I have are different than the marriage that our parents had. It, it, it evolves. It, it, it evolves based on whatever whatever society is doing at this present moment. My mother and father... It evolves, but it still stands on the same principle. Yeah, but my mother and father had more of a traditional marriage. My mother wasn't as vocal as I am. Joey's mother was vocal, but they still had a traditional marriage. I'm not saying that we don't have a traditional marriage. I'm saying that in the 30 years that we've been together, we've been through a lot. We've exposed our family to more than our parents ever exposed us to, good, bad, or indifferent. We're just different. We're different married people than our parents are. So I yeah. expect that my kids would be different than us. It's changing. Yeah, in some ways, I don't know. You have to wonder whether marriage will be even around 50 years from now because 
the way people think right now. People just don't think long-term like that anymore. No, they don't. They don't. And, you know, while I was thinking about marriages, I went to the dictionary because, me, for me, marriage is all about love. But when you look at the dictionary for a definition of marriage, the word love doesn't even exist. It talks about it's a contract. Yeah, it doesn't it's even talk about love. It talks about a bond and a contract and an agreement. Not once in any of the definitions that I've looked at does it talk about love. Now, I'm sure if you go to a, a Bible, you'll get more biblical principles about marriage and love and all of that. But in your Webster's Dictionary, the word love, I did not see it. You know, a, re- a relationship in which two people have pledged themselves to each other in the manner of husband and wife. You know, that's it. That's what marriage is. It's a contract. It's a legal binding contract so that you can share money, so that you can have each other on your health insurance plans, so that you can leave people on, in your will and, and all of that. So where does love fit into marriage? I, I my mind is just going around in circles, you know. I don't see the love I in mean, there. hopefully when people decide to get married, because let's, let's, let's face it, maybe the percentage of people getting married is less than it used to be, but people are still getting married because they still have shows, say yes to the dress, and all this good stuff that's circled around right, getting right. married. Hopefully mm-hmm. when people come together and make that unity, there is some type of love. There's a, a certain type of bond that that brings these people together. But when you think of marriage, it is a contract. That's why we have same-sex marriages, because there was always more of a benefit for people to be married in the society than not. You get to file your taxes differently. You Just like you said, you get to pass on wealth differently when you're married. That's why mm-hmm. people that are in same-sex marriages fought for that same right to be married. Why can't they pass on their ma- their funds or their money? Like I think of a gay couple, if they're if they're gay and they're not married, me being the outside family member, I could come in and make all kinds of decisions in the world based on what I want for my family member, but I don't live with that person. So in the in the case when somebody's on their deathbed, if there's no marriage in place, if there's no binding document. Anybody could come in as a family member and overrule anything that those two relationship people have decided. So marriage right. in this society has always been a contract. You get the benefit of being married. You get to file your taxes differently. You get to move through this country differently when you're married as opposed to being single. Well, I'm talking with you, a young lady. She's um, in her late 20s, and she said that a lot of the um, couples now are signing five-year marriage contracts, meaning after oh. five years, you can d- decide whether you want to opt out or renew. Now, I don't know how common this is or if this has been, you know, regular rotation, but it is very interesting that the new marriage contract isn't forever. It could be a five to ten year renewable, so it's, you know, death, one year out. The death do us part. The death do us part is, is kind of in the next five years. We'll see where we are, and if we need to renew, we renew, or we just, you know, go our separate ways. I guess it's changing. Society yeah, is changing. Everyday people are changing. It is truly a partnership agreement, and it's it's kind of you know after five years we'll decide how we want to divvy up assets how we want to pass on wealth, who gives the kids, that kind of thing. 
because it is really um, a very legalistic way of getting together with somebody. Um, I guess love enters the picture, but it's like a prenup, you know? Do you should you mm-hmm. get a prenup before you get married? You know, I, I think that I makes people that perfectly have. that makes perfectly good sense to me. Because guess what, that whole decision making process happens anyway. You think about what, what, what goes on in a marriage prenup, the prenup no. or the five year contract, the, the five year plan to reassess and reevaluate every so often during the, during the marriage because people are reevaluating and reassessing all the time anyway. You think about that mm-hmm. whole termino- terminology, the seven-year itch. That's coming right, right. re re reassessing, scratching and looking and digging based on how they feel in that marriage. People are always making determinations of what they plan to do. Now, do they verbalize it? Do they agree on it? No, because that's when it gets really ugly because nobody is talking about it in that context. So, in, I guess in today's terms, it makes sense. If we made this agreement, let's look at it again in five years. Where are we? And not make it so businesslike, but just to even check in. I think people stop checking in. Where are we in yeah, now? I think people have stopped checking in, and I think checking in is good, you know, because in five years, you kind of know where you are and what you're going to do, and are we both in it and committed to this, you know, for the long haul? And 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 you can make that determination and decide when you're cordial to each other instead of waiting for something to blow up over something stupid. So I'm not so against it, but it just seems so abnormal to me because I've come up in the era of the traditional marriage where it's, until death do you part, you know? So it's kind of hard to change your mindset to something like that. I don't think my mind can change. But I guess the younger kids, that's how they're going. That's the way they're thinking. Well, you know what would hurt my feelings more than anything if I'm still in it and the other person's out of it? Of course. Of course. And that can happen and anyway. Gonna... I mean, people get divorced that, right. all the time. But you know, people get divorced all the time, and I guess maybe... Um, it sometimes, I don't know, it doesn't make it any easier if um, it happens unexpectedly. But when you come to the table, like let's say, for instance, we have the agreement, we got married, and five years later we're going to come to the table, and I'm thinking that this thing is working out really good. He's going to want the same thing I want. And he's looking at me like, no, oh, you know, I feel bad. And, you know, we're after five years. You know, oh, you're a distraction, babe. I got to go. Yeah. That would hurt. That would that definitely hurt. I mean, it's no different than what Tiny is going through now. I mean, I don't know if he yeah. gave her a heads up. I don't know if one is better than the other. You find out through a conversation before the five-year mark, or you got to wait until the five-year mark to find I out where think, you're no, I don't think. I don't think you need a conversation. I think you kind of know when things aren't going well. I still so not think going the way tiny, you would like to go. Mm-hmm. With Tiny and Ti, their their relationship may have been uncoupling, consciously and unconsciously, but she was getting her needs met too. And so, in that respect, if we both getting our needs met, and everybody's perspective person is keeping their mouth shut, then we good. <laughs> I think where we're going is a side chick. The whole story. I think it's the so same. So you think that side chick was trying to, to make her mark as the number one chick and move Tiny off to the side? 
because and timing was not happening. That's what you think, right? And the interview with Angie Martinez, Ti kept saying over mm-hmm. and over again, "I wish people would stop putting me in a relationship. I'm not in a relationship. I'm not in a relationship." So whoever that side chick is, I hope she hears what she just heard. Now, will she still see him? Probably, but he's not in a relationship, dummy. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. It is definitely kind of crazy. Well, in the second segment, um, we're going to have Leslie's husband and Terry's husband come on, and we're going to talk to them more about the traditional marriages and how those things uh, are working for them and see, because I think the three of us are all about the traditional marriages. I'm not sure if I'm speaking properly for everybody else. When we come back from break, we can break it down and talk to the husbands and hear what they have to say. All right, we'll be back in five.
This is Love Talk for Everyday People. This is Tracy Hines, your host, and we're back after five. We have Terry Saleh and Leslie Lee. Our first segment, we were talking about marriage and celebrity marriages and what's going on with T.I. and Tiny and Carmela and Lala and new marriage contracts and not the traditional marriages. But the second segment, we're going to dedicate to traditional marriages. And our hosts, my co-hosts, Leslie Lee and Terry Saleh, have been gracious enough to uh, enlist their husbands. And uh, my engineer uh, is also going to join us. And we're going to talk to the men about marriage and traditional marriages and anything else that they want to talk about. So let me introduce Joseph Lee, who is in the DMV area. He is a chef and something else, Joe. I'm sorry that I don't have your profile, which I normally do. And Rod is also with us. He is also in the DMV area. And Rod, I didn't get a profile from you either. But that's okay, guys. You know, you can tell me what you do. Uh, Joe, why don't you tell us what you do? I'm a chef part-time, and I'm a security officer when I'm working. And um, just an all-around great guy. <laughs> and how long have you been married, Joe? I've been married over, I would say, well, 28 years, and then with my wife, 29. 30 years. 29 years. Well, 29 years, we've been married 30 years in June. Let me help him out. Wow. If that's not traditional, I don't know what is. And, Rod, what about you? Why don't you tell us what you do? Sure. I'm the executive director of government relations and public policy for one of the federal agencies. Okay. And how long have you been married? Almost 28 years. Wow. And before we go any further, can I say something? Did you make the connection that Rod is Terry's husband? I just want to make that connection. Um, we 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 will go into, but go ahead, okay. make the connection, girl. Go ahead, no, no, because you had you had said that Joey was my husband, so Rod is Terry's husband. Go ahead, keep going. Thank you, Leslie. <laughs> and Sean, you're there, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> Leslie is. <laughs> Leslie's a mess. I know he's a mess. Joe, you got your hands. And Sean is my engineer, and he's joining us. <laughs> Thank and you. And Sean, tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, um, I'm the engineer uh, for Love Talk every Sunday <laughs> from 78. No, no. All right. Um, so how long have you been married? Uh, 19 years. Okay. All right. 19 years. So 19. I have a few questions for the men, and I'm going to start. All right. Let's, everybody knows who belongs to everybody. Okay. Joey and Leslie are married almost 30 years. Terry and Rod are married 28 years. I'm single, dating. Sean, my engineer, is married 19 years to his wife, okay? So now we have the the understanding of who's connected to who. So my first question goes to uh, Rod. Rod, I want to know, how did you know, or when did you know that Terry was the one? Well, I know it's hard for Terry to admit, but I'll say day one, because I told her the first day we met that she was going to end up marrying me. Really? And and what happens in that? Is that because you were ready or because something about Terry was like flipped the switch inside of you and you were like, that is going to be my girl? I think it was a combination. I was ready. And then and we were, had gone out and just based on the vibe and, you know, on her and how we were getting along. And, you know, we went to see this reggae band. We had just met that day. She's mm-hmm. cool in a place, you know, so it was just a, a connection right away. 
and and I just made that statement while we were out. All right, so the first time around, you knew. And Joe, what about you? Same question. Good question. Um, I think Leslie and I, we had you know a, a dynamic connection in college, and um, from that basis, I think from the first time I saw her in her. Um, the aerobics outfit that that sort of, so that was something that you know the connection was kind of made there. Yeah, that and would do it. I don't recall telling her. I think it was more or less we, we kind of came to some agreement, but it was. Uh, I think it was mutual. I believe it was mutual. Okay, all right, and Sean. <laughs> yeah, Joe, that would do it. The aerobics outfit. <laughs> 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 no secrets uh, untold in the aerobics outfits for sure. <laughs> okay, well, uh, the question is, when did I know? When did you know that Chris was the one and you were ready to be married? Was it instant when you saw her or was it something in you and she just happened to be the, the girl that was around? Actually, um, when I first met, I was with I was with someone else, but I wanted to get to know her mm -hmm. more. And um, I told my sister Nicole, I made her a bet that I'll get her within a certain amount of time. I lost because Tiffany gave me, she took, she let me, it was like two years before we really got together. But of course I was with somebody else. But she gave me an ultimatum to get my act together. And that's when I knew I had to marry her because I, I knew I couldn't live without her. Wow. So it was an ultimatum. Okay. Really so now, anybody, any one of you guys can take this question on. So it, it, it kind of adds on to what I just asked you. In, in my opinion, I've always thought that it wasn't the girl that made it that the guy married. It was always something in the guy. Like there's something that you've established yourself of who you are, your finances are where you want to be, or you know what direction you're going in. And then that's the point when you say, okay, now I need – my queen or my princess or whatever your mindset is to, to bring into this relationship so we can grow together. Does it happen like that? Or, uh, well, let, or, me answer, let me answer that one. That, that's kind of a, see, that's a hard question to answer because, see, when we, when Leslie and I started, we were young. And I mean, like I was, you know, we were talking about that today earlier. And, um, you know, we was in our 20s, early 20s. So we neither one of us was established to the point where we recognized that, um, we we had some connections. We came from some good stock, so you know we, there were some opportunities that if we got together or we got married, that we would be successful. That at least we thought that way, and 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 it, and it has turned, you know, it has turned to a positive situation. But it wasn't something that was established off the break like that. You know, it's it was we we worked into this, so that wasn't it wasn't like you know I was working. I was we both were looking for. Employment. We both were looking for stability. We both were looking for reality, so to say. So that's just something that we built into. Okay. All right. Does anybody else have something to add to that? No, well, this is Rod. I would say I think it's going to be different for you know men's motivation is going to be different depending on your circumstances. For me, I wasn't necessarily looking, but I realized that I was ready. You know, when Terry and I started dating and then we lived together and all, and I realized I was ready. So it wasn't necessarily that I was out searching. I knew who I was, and, you know, I knew that my career would grow 
but it wasn't there. Just like Joey said, it was just, we were younger. So Terry had a mm-hmm. professional career. I didn't have a professional career at that time. I mean, I was in, in the same agency, but it was more of a, a low-level job. And, and you know, and I knew what I wanted to do and where I was going to go, and I think she saw that in me too. But, you know, once we got to the point uh, where we were where we were serious and all, that's when I knew right then that I was ready. Okay. So the other I just want to say something. Can I just add something? One more thing. Please. Yep. Um, I just want to say I think it's very difficult when people come into a relationship and they have, you know, the minds. This is mine, and this is, you know, I've done this. And I think if you, you know, not it's not difficult because it can be done, but you have to have a real strong um, understanding of what a person's um, role is going to be and how you're going to facilitate that role. Whether than a person who is, you know, I'm, I'm a CEO, you're a CEO. I think a lot of times when things, people get together on that level, they can't work, but you have to really know your parameters and you have to know your bases and, and your spouse's bases because a lot of times when people get into those scenarios of somebody that's established and the, the lady's established and the man is established, it can be, you know, it can definitely be um, very, um, it could be, it could be, you know, you, you have to know your roles. Everybody has to play a role, and that's just... So a marriage is what you're saying, Joe. A marriage is pretty much like running a business. You know, if I'm good at math, then I should be taking care of the math. And if you're not, then clearly you shouldn't. If you're better at building, then you should be doing the other things that need to be done around the house. Pretty much know who you are and stay in your lane and do what you do well. Well, you have to play your position. You know, you have to know what position you're, you're... you you benefit best at, and you have to know what position your spouse benefits best at. So, and then you have to come to a realization of agreeing and, and, and being able to disagree and not take things personal. A lot of times people, they take things personal because it's, it's a, um, you know, like I, I, I did this, I did that. It's not really about that. It's about, you know, it's a team effort because if the team is right. not working as one. There's no success. Uh, uh, Can I jump in here for a second? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Les. Now, what I was going to say, when you say know your role, I think that you need to also be uh, flexible enough to change your role. And I'll give all credit to my husband. When we first got married, I used to do finances in our house. I balanced the checkbook. I did, uh, you know, pay the bills. I made sure the taxes got filed. But when I had to change roles because my mother got sick and I had to be more of her caretaker, Joey jumped in. He learned a lot. He did a lot of on-the-job training. And he's still taking over as it is today. And, and it worked out. But he had to know his role and change it based on whatever was going on in our marriage at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And being important, being able to be flexible is, is very important. Anybody else? Or can I move yeah, on to yeah, the next question? Yeah, I, I agree with, with, with both of them. I mean, I think uh, us as melanated people, we, we kind of need to know the history about where all this stemmed from. Um, and when you do know the history, I think it will help the couple as a unit understand what must be done. And a lot of people don't know, and I don't know if you guys know or not, but the marriage license was uh, a concept from the slave owners. We couldn't just get married and say we were married. We had to get permission from the slave master and that they gave mm-hmm. the license to do this. Um, so after that particular 
situation happened and then we were emancipated by Lincoln, all that license was was to switch from the slave master to the state. So now the state is involved with the marriage as well. It's not just a union between the man and the woman. It's the man, the woman, and the state. Right. Okay, so mm -hmm. once you understand that and then once you understand the oppression of where we came from, it is all about divide and conquer with how we are coming up. But if you understand, like Joe said, if you understand the roles, the actual roles within the marriage, within the unit of the the couple, then you you won't have the uh, you won't let the ability of the state or any outside influence tell you what to do with this partnership. Because what happens is the outside society they'll dictate you know, what's going on or who has what or who has what role because they they won't give the opportunity to the man but give all the opportunity to the woman. Now the woman's making more money. Now the man feels insecure. Now the woman uh, situation of, of what she feels the man should be doing has changed and then that's how the conflict happens. But that's all by design. But if you understand the whole situation of how it's designed and how we are attacked, you can you can breeze right through that. And there will be no division amongst the ranks with that. So no. my next question is, what is the biggest challenge as the men in your marriage? What is your biggest challenge? And anybody who wants to step up and answer that, please feel free. You, when, you, when you say biggest challenge, you mean like as far as money or as far as what, what specifically? Uh, whatever, whatever. You know, there's, everybody struggles on some level, Joe, and and maybe it has nothing to do with, I want it to be related to your marriage. You know, as you bring two people together, there's always some kind of struggle as far as maybe I was more selfish when I was single and, and I didn't have to share. And now that I'm married to my wife, you know, I have this bathroom that I have all her beauty products all over the place and I have to deal with that. <laughs> Whatever it is that you struggle with, which is the biggest challenge, yeah, you know, I always ate the same. For another show. <laughs> Say it again? Another <laughs> subject for another show. Yeah, yeah. Save yeah. that for another show. All right, okay. All right. I think I think I start out, Joe. I start out. There's, there's, there's so many parameters that you know when, when you're dealing with person personalities, and there's only like now is is um there's two people left. You know, it's just myself and Leslie. So it's like you know there's there are so many different levels. Um, me, I don't mind if, if you know like cooking is not a big deal. I just think. You know, she has one way of doing things, and I have other. Specifically, it might be she, I put my clothes away, and she does. She might leave hers out. That's just that's just you know. Well, what I want to know is what know. is your biggest challenge? You know, what's the thing that challenged you on a daily basis, even now? It's called balance. It's called balance. You just you have to have balance. Yes, that's it. That's so balance challenges you. You're not answering the question. So, so I'm yeah, I was gonna say well, answer the question. What what challenge? You're not answering the question. You wake up in the morning. Oh shit! What do you think about it? Um, well, cause I'm, I'm I'm not afraid to answer questions. So I mean, um, what is what is some of my biggest challenges? I guess, like I just said, one of the things is putting your putting your stuff away. I put my stuff. Just, I was raised differently than those was raised. She has one standard doing things. And it's just the way it is. You know, I like to put my stuff away. She kind of goes, kind of, you know, like a couple of days, and then, and then she'll put it away. Me, I put it away immediately. You know, I have, you know, I have certain things that I like to do, lay out my papers so I know where we're at. She has, she does the same thing. 
So we have different parameters. There's, there are many things, but they're not they're not things that are are going to make the um, the marriage you know crumble. It's just it's just personality situations. It's not it's not um not a big deal. It's just part of life. That's all. So when I when I'm saying challenges, it's some to me a challenge is something that you have been struggling with for a number of years. Oh, and, oh, overcome, and it doesn't have to be anything major. Oh, okay. What is it? Okay. So you're talking about just like the, the, the basic lies, you know, you know, women women saying stuff to you that might be out of line or, or men saying stuff to your spouse. So that those challenges are they're gonna be they're gonna be present every day. You know, you have to okay. how do you overlook those challenges is is basically knowing that the way I overlook my challenges is that I know that my wife has been a thousand percent for me you know, since since we've been together, and and, and I've um, and I've lost some of those, some of that thousand percent, and I've gained back some of the thousand percent. So, um, it's just that you have to continuously know who is for you and who is not. That's that's just to answer that question. Okay. Anybody else want to add add to that? Yeah, I'll add to it. I think for me, it's um, probably learning to concede. You know, because as a man, at least I'm used to having things my way before I got into a relationship, mm-hmm. before I got into a marriage. So I think for a lot of men, it might be that too, but just learning over time that you have to concede certain things and you have to, and, and but you have to concede graciously, not just conceding and be mad about it all the time. So, but I think it comes with maturity, you know, like, like Joy and Leslie have been married for almost 30 years, Darren and I for almost 28. So you've grown together. So, I just think you learn that over time, you know. Um, I told Terry, I tell people a lot of times, it wasn't until we were married like 13 years that I've learned to say when she would ask me to do something, I would just say, okay, and then go do it. Because <laughs> for her, it was important that she do something right away. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I'm a slow learner. Well, so. I mean, 13 years, and now, and now, and now, he's, now he's, he's right on point now. Those are the things that people need to hear. A lot of people go into marriage thinking that everything is going to be fluffy and snowballs and cotton and just wonderful. And there are challenges. You're not going to be able to get everything right the first time. But if you're willing to work it with your partner, over time you grow. So it's okay, Rod, that it took you 13 years, but you got there. Yeah, That's what matters. And it, and it takes a lot of stuff. And there's a lot of things you have to figure out, especially when you put Terry and I from totally two different places all together. You know, she's from New York. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm a D.C. native, born and raised in D.C. So she was down right. in this area. So for me, my family, friends, everybody was here. For her, you were up in, you were in New York at that time. And, you know, her family was up in New York and, and other places. Right. So that's a challenge that, that you have to overcome, too, because it's, you know, we have different, we had different lifestyles coming up. Terry was mm-hmm. in a more suburban setting. I, I lived in the city. You know, right. it wasn't like it wasn't like bad parts of the city, but it was in the city. And so when we first got married, you know, I was and different nonetheless. Right. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. wanted to stay in DC, and we were on a, in a place that was in the city that was nowhere close to how you know to the type of lifestyle and the type of home and environment that she was used to. She was coming up with her folks, so. That was a challenge. We had to make concessions. Mm-hmm. Nothing. We both are happy where we live now and, and all. But when you're younger and, you know, and then as a man, I wanted us to live where I wanted us to live. 
Of course. So, yeah, it, it, it takes it takes a while because I, and for her, it was more like she wanted to be somewhere where she was safe where, you know, when we didn't have our first child, and she wanted to make sure we were going to be safe. I was from the city. I knew we were going to be safe. But I can't just say that. You have to learn that she has to feel it's going to be that way. I feel that I'm going to always protect them, and nobody's coming in our house, and I knew a lot of the cats that were out there that were doing their thing, so... You know, I mean, I always felt we were going to be okay, but but what I felt wasn't taking into account how she felt about it. So that's what that's thing mm-hmm. that you learn after you've been married and you grow. Okay, Sean, how about you? You have anything to add to that? Your challenges? Yeah, um, same thing as the brothers was was uh, talking about, but um, I'm going to add accountability throughout the years. Okay, you know, just um, learning how to look at self. In, in an argument, you know, it may be not who's right, who's wrong, but what part did you play in that particular predicament to get us to that particular mm-hmm. place? So I've gotten a lot better with that before I wasn't. I wasn't trying okay. to take accountability. I, I have a challenge. Go ahead, um, I, I When it comes to accountability, I'm still on I'm going to have the last word. And I still have something to say, and I'm not ready to let it go. And so I'm ready to let it go. I mean, for real, I haven't matured to that level yet. I keep telling you, I'm a work in progress. Who don't know that? Who doesn't? We all are, baby. Yeah, yeah. We all are. I don't know. I don't know if you're that as deep as her, Casey. But what I what I do, you know, just kind of grimace there, and just you know, smile, and you know, let me let me. Yeah, I'm sensitive. Some days I'm extra sensitive, but some days, you know, when it comes to the arguing, I don't, I don't like when we don't get along sometimes. But then sometimes it's necessary to have that verbal sparring so that we're not leaving it on the table to fester and, and looking at it getting ugly. Sometimes I need to say it, get it out of my system, because if I fester with it, now it gets now it gets worse. Because if I'm living with something exactly. that I just couldn't get out of my system, oh, you better know mm-hmm. it's gonna. Boil over in a few days. <laughs> Terry, do you have anything to add on the challenges, Terry? Uh, you know, I'm kind of like Joe. There are so many challenges that have been over the years. Um, I guess the biggest one most couples um, have is just communication. You know, Rod and I communicate differently. It's the man, woman, the Mars, Venus thing. Rod, he mm-hmm. doesn't want to have to have he if he has if he has to make a point he can probably make that point in two sentences sentences um I may take two hours to make my point so we just communicate differently and after a while he's like okay I'm done with it are we done yet and I'm still going on and on and on so yeah that's been a challenge but again over the years as we've matured I've learned to just let stuff go. It's just it's just not going to get resolved today. Where I'm not in my twenties, you know, in my twenties, I, I couldn't go to sleep with it. So on my mind now, I'm okay. Time will work it out. So it definitely was a challenge um, back then, but you learn over time what your spouse can deal with, what he likes, and you learn not when not to say something and when to say something. But it takes maturity to get there. All right, you kind of led into my next question, Terry. My next question was, who is the better communicator? Is it 
in your relationship. So I'll start with you, Joey, since you spoke first last time. Who's the better communicator, um, you or Lesbian? I'm going to be real. Um, I think that Leslie and I, we both communicate kind of almost in the same way. Um, if she has something to say, she says it. And if I have something to say, I say it. So who's the better? I don't really... Uh, we t- so you're equally communicating. <laughs> nothing is left unsaid. I, really I don't. I really. That's, I, I think we both want to even kill with that. That's just my opinion. Okay, I agree. Rod, how about you and Terry? As Terry said, I think it's two. Just have different communication style, and we we learned over the years how to communicate with each other better. But I think it's still different styles because I. I would rather just say it right there, you know, talk about it briefly mm-hmm. and move on. And Terry definitely, like she said, she'll think about things. She'll go upstairs and, you know, you think it's over. And then I hear her coming down the stairs and I'm like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so it's just a different style, but. You know, I and, still and I am the better communicator, though. Even though we're different, I am still the better communicator. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Terry. Terry. he's a smart man. He's a smart man. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Sean, between you and Tim, who's the better communicator? I think I am, hands down. You think you are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am. I mean, I, I, All right. I think so I now the, this is, the even keel. Go ahead. go ahead. You bring the even keel to the relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She she like to fight. <laughs> My girl. My girl. That's funny. That's funny. So this one may be a little tricky, so let's see um, who's going to be the, the courageous one and, and answer this. If there was one thing in your marriage that you can change to make it better, what would it be? Well, I have, I have um, to that. you want to go first, Joe? Um, sure. I would. I would not let my friends uh, encourage me to do things that are harmful to my marriage and to my myself and my wife. Um, because sometimes you get caught up in your what your boys do. You think that's cool, but uh, what they do is really not beneficial to you in the long run. And um, I've learned over life that, uh, you know, sometimes people are not good for you, mind, body, and soul. So that's just that. I would say... Okay, we got we to gotta move this fast, so um, okay, we got five minutes quick. left. I want to get everybody in. If I had a chance to do it over, or if I, had, if I could change something about my marriage, I would have definitely brought more of me to the table, been more caring about my feelings, how I treated myself, and just taking better care of myself initially and and not and not trying to make it seem like I'm a martyr and I did everybody first, but I did do everybody first and I would have done more to take care of me first. And that would have okay, shown up in the marriage. So the question yeah, is, is there one thing that you I would have um yeah. he definitely would have worried less about what the future was gonna bring. So all okay. work out in him. Okay, Rod? I would have probably turned over total financial control of all of our finances to Terry earlier. <laughs> 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 I 
And she's got us all saving our money. You know, that's what she does. That's what the girl does, okay? She's been doing it for years. I thank God for Terry because I listen when she talks. I have comments because of Terry. This is love talk. Um, I am an author. My name is Tracy J. Hines. I put together this podcast to talk about love because I think men and women don't talk about a lot of issues that we need to talk about. Uh, We are live every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., and we come together and we talk about love just to get the communication going, and hopefully someone will hear our conversation and be inspired to do things differently and better. Uh, I have a book called Love Addiction. The paperback is $10.99, and the e-reader is $3.99. You can get it on Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com. Every Sunday, we're live with IBNX Radio, so you can log on there and listen to us. You can go to my website, tracyjhines.com, and listen. We're everywhere. If anybody wants to sponsor us, give IBNX a call. We're more than happy to listen and entertain whatever it is that you would like to do. We can run commercials. We're open. We're looking to grow. Um, This is Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People. I thank all of my guests for joining us tonight. And for our closing, I'm going to ask Rod to give us a statement for all those people out there that are married, and what advice would you give? Uh, my advice is just to trust each other. Don't um, worry about what other people are saying, what other people are doing, what other people are thinking. Trust and love each other and act on that. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. This is Love Talk. Love Talk for Everyday People.